Welcome to the Financial Advisors Advisor, brought to you by Elite Consulting Partners. It's the only podcast offering unfiltered guidance and direct advice for all things concerning financial advisors, RIAs, and the practitioners in the wealth management business. Learn more and subscribe today at EliteConsultingPartners.com slash podcast. And now, here's your host, the Financial Advisors Advisor himself, Frank LaRosa. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. This is Frank LaRosa, the CEO of Elite Consulting Partners, and I am the Financial Advisors Advisor. As always, I am joined here with my right-hand trusted guy, my COO, Dale Dempsey. What's up? Thanks for the introduction. Uh, I'm feeling happy and joyful. And Got the Christmas hat, holiday Santa Claus hat on. I, that- I do. Yeah, this is uh, the second episode in a row I've worn this. Maybe I'll get to the level where I'm wearing an entire Santa Claus suit. Maybe. Or an elf hat. I see an elf suit. I don't know. Should we throw it out there? I'm feeling an elf suit, maybe. Not sure. That's so, you. so what's I'm the criteria? Is there going to be, if we hit a certain number of likes, I have to do that? Because that's how it worked last time. If we get 500 downloads of this episode, for the next episode, you'll wear a full-on Santa suit with the belly and everything. Okay, but you track those metrics, so... Yeah, whatever. Okay, so hang on. Is that a stretch goal? <laughs> Or is that uh, is that it a? Depends on, uh, it depends. I'll let you know. <laughs> Maybe it's a stretch goal, but I'll let you know. All right. So that, that was a little. For bit some of, reason, I'm feeling like we're going to hit that goal. There's we'll a, see. There's a little you bit. Better of buy. You better buy that costume. Working on the business. Yeah, you need to work on the business. One. So that's that was like a weak segue, but that's okay. But that's the topic. Yeah, we're going to really be talking about working on the business. But before we get into that, welcome to the show, everybody. If you're if you're new to the show, we appreciate you coming on board. Don't forget to subscribe to us. Check out our, uh, my IG page, franklarosa.elite, or the company page is Elite Consulting Partners, our website, eliteconsultingpartners.com. Make sure you subscribe. Hopefully, at the end of the show, you'll, you'll like what we have to say. Go back and listen to some other episodes. We have some great content on there. We try to make these things as actionable as possible. We try not to make these sort of an advertisement for anything. Really, we want you to be able to Stop listening to this to the show when you get to work and go into your team and say, man, you know what? I just got a great idea from these guys. We should implement this, this, or that. So we appreciate everybody coming to the show. The feedback that we get is phenomenal. We really appreciate the audience just really sending us some email suggestions, thoughts, and comments are super. And thanks, so, thanks for everybody encouraging us to do this. Oh, yeah, way. totally. Yeah, this, it's been great. This is definitely one of these things where getting comfortable with being uncomfortable has been a challenge for me, particularly. You're, you can wear a, a banana suit or penguin suit whenever I'm you want. I'm sweating right know. now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, co- so really yeah, I'm comfortable. It's like, oh, you're comfortable? <laughs> so get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Yeah. So we wanted to talk today as, again, a follow-up and really making sure that everybody focuses. We wanted to talk today about the importance of, in the month of December, not sort of slowing down and taking your foot off the gas, thinking you had a great year, maybe you hit you hit your hurdles and you know you hit your different benchmarks for for a new payout and so I'm going to take some time off. It's the opposite of what you should be doing. On our last episode we talked about some of the holiday things and sort of the client event stuff and gifts and those types of marketing that you should be doing. Today I think it's really important whether you are doing a review with your manager or not. I think there are some good managers out there, a lot of them are buddies of mine work for different firms that you know, make it a point to meet with their advisors at least at minimum annually, if not semi-annually, and really talk about 
their wins and losses, or successes and failures or hurdles. I don't really call them failures, right? Because if you learn from something, it's not really a failure. It's just a delayed winning, right? That's what I right. call it, delayed winning. It's a good way to look at it. Right. So forget about if, if your manager doesn't do that. You should be working. What This is what I call working on the business. Almost like looking at your business from 10,000 feet and basically slicing it up and being really real with yourself and your team. Looking. And so the way I tend to do that is sort of when everyone's gone, it should be quiet. It should be after hours. Someone once told me nine to five is when you pay the bills. Six to 10 is when you build the empire. Uh, which or the rebel pretty, base if you're a Star Wars fan. That's true. Or the rebel base. Right. Right. Star Wars is coming up. This I got tickets. So I got Saturday and Sunday. So not oh, that cool. I'm a Star Wars freak, but I want to make sure we got looks in. looks like a good movie. Yeah. We'll see. It looks like, a, I think so. I think any Star Wars movie is a good movie. So you'll so. be going to the 11 o'clock showing, the 11 p.m. showing? Because no, you're, you're building I'm, the Empire. I'm not out six that to late. <laughs> um, I can't handle that anymore. So uh, how do you, I, went how to, do you, I went to the Madonna concert the other night, and we didn't get home until 2 o'clock in the morning. I was oh, shot worth for, it. The, for the – it was definitely worth it. She's awesome. But, you know, that's interesting. That's a good segue, and that wasn't planned. She is someone that I found out that she works on the business all the time. Right. Right. She is constantly from – from what I was told by some people that I met there, constantly looking at the venue and the performance and things that she did well from the previous performance and what she, what can she do better in the next performance. And she's counting the steps that she's walking up in her mind and literally like the little, what we thought was impromptu stuff was all staged out. But it was, it's not it's making pitch, but. Yeah, well, it's making the fan experience the fan really, experience really was, good. was incredible. And that's really why she's, she's which, an icon. Which not is that I'm a big sort of like Madonna fan, but I am a fan of someone that works that hard to make their practice, their business that good. I admire her. So the point was, is at this time of the year, everybody should be working on their business. If you haven't done this in the past and you don't have a business plan and goals, you can still review what you did for 2019. Right, you should go look back to January. Figure out where you were with your assets, with your revenue numbers. If you're running portfolios, right, with your portfolio measures, are you adding alpha or not adding alpha? Are you could you be trading better? Do you have too many positions in your portfolios? Can you tweak that down? All those little things you can be looking at on where you where you started in January and where you are going to end up in December. You should be looking at your technology. Are you using technology efficiently? I know you talk about this a lot with our staff. We use Salesforce for our CRM system, and there's some of us in here that don't use it as effectively as we should, myself included, maybe, admittedly. Same here. And so you should be doing the same thing with you and your team. If you're not using it efficiently, why not? Right? What are the things? Are you just going too fast? You're not paying attention? Those are really important things to look at. So what's the difference? You got me thinking here about this now. You're constantly working on the business and looking at it from a higher level. Mm-hmm. Is there any difference doing that now around this time of the year in December versus what you're doing throughout the year? Is, is that bringing the team in more? Because that, that does happen with reviews and that sort of thing. Well, I think that if you – so if you haven't done it before, this is the start of what you're going to do on a regular basis. I'll say on a quarterly or a minimum semi-annual basis. Right? So you should get into – into June and July, if you set up goals, right? Because the next piece of this is not just the review what you've done, but then it's okay. Now let's plan out what we want to accomplish for 2020, 
right? And beyond, so five years beyond and 10 years beyond. The old, that's sort of the question that I, I say the old question, but the question I ask is, what do you want to be when you grow up, right? So what does your business look like five and 10 years from now? And how are you going to get there? And so once you have that plan in place, you should be reviewing it, whether it's quarterly, depending on the goals. Certain goals can be reviewed quarterly. Certain other goals can be reviewed semi-annually, right? So you're still essentially reviewing everything quarterly, but certain bigger goals. Think, things advise. that might even be harder to measure. Yeah, things that are harder, period, harder period to measure. Yeah. You can easily measure your CRM effectiveness on a quarterly basis, right? You can easily measure performance of your support staff on a quarterly basis. Right. Maybe like acquisition is a longer yeah, recruiting, period of exactly, time. Exactly. Recruiting. Yeah. You might have a target group of high net worth clients that you are targeting going after, right? Well, it may take a long time. So you're looking at that semi-annually. Did you bring any of those target? So in hunting, we call that hit list, right? Did you get any of those hit list clients of yours in the first half of the year or not? And if you didn't, why not? Right? Look at why you didn't do that. But the point is you need to start doing this so you can measure your you, success. You have to have a baseline. Yeah. So you have to be doing this right now. And on the last podcast, I talked about working harder in the month of December. And and it's a huge, I don't say controversy because it's not like a big controversy, but I catch a little flack when I tell people that you should be working harder in December, not slower because it's the holidays. That's just an excuse to take more time off. We already have time off because of the holidays, right? Why do you have to take more time off? You should be doing three things during the month of December. Your existing business, making sure it doesn't fall off and you're paying your bills. You should be doing proactive client sort of service, holiday stuff, meetings, events. Talked about some of those things. Doing client events on a Saturday with uh, have their your wealthier clients bring their grandkids, stuff like that, right? And then you should be doing working on the business stuff, which requires you to work after hours because you're – if you're doing it during the day, the other one of the other two things is suffering, right? Because you're either not talking to your clients or you're not managing the money the right way. So you have to be working harder in the month of December. And you need to be doing it in December because you don't want to start off January and go, okay, now what are we doing? It should be something that you do and you work. I go, that's what I call it working on the business. It's important to – the other thing, we, we talk about your hit list of clients that you want – you know, prospects that you want to bring on as clients – Another controversial topic is you should be looking at your clients from 2019 and looking at, are there any you should be getting rid of? Right. They don't fit into where you're going with the business or maybe currently. They don't, fit, in with, they don't fit into where you're going with the business. Maybe they're re, you're, you're trying to convert to an advisory-based practice and they just are resistant to it. And then not only are they resistant to it, they want to beat you up over trade costs and you don't need that. Or worse, worse off, they are rude and belligerent to your support staff. And my thing is not that it's okay for a client to be sort of rude to their financial advisor because I don't believe that's the case, but at least you're getting paid for it. Right? I had a client one time that was just having a bad day. He came back from his accountant and he was really nasty to my assistant. He was a multi-million dollar accountant and I, his name was Bob. I don't think he's listening to this podcast because it was years ago. So, But he might, he might understand I told him now. flat out, Bob. If you ever talk to my assistant like that again, I'm going to ask you to leave. She doesn't get paid for you to do that. You want to talk to me, you're having a bad day, you want to light me up. I don't really give a crap, but don't ever talk to her that way. He apologized, sent her a big bouquet of roses, the apology, because he was a nice guy. I just knew that he was having a bad day, right? Right, but clients that wouldn't do that. But there are clients that are just not going to do that. Yeah. And 
we have a client that has a client that is very difficult. There's a very wealthy, well-known individual who just stresses this client out to the nines. And even though he's got a lot of money with the client, doesn't pay him all that much, right? Because he doesn't want to pay fees. Sure. And I'm trying to tell this gentleman for a couple of years just to get rid of the guy. Okay, it's, maybe it's an ego thing that he gets to say that he has this guy as a client, but it stresses out the whole team and the sales assistants and bending over backwards for this guy. It's not worth it sometimes. And so you really need to take a hard look at your clients and understand what you're getting paid to service that account, what you're getting paid, not just you, but what is your practice bringing in and what's the cost to having that client on board. So you need to look at that in terms of getting rid of of those clients. I just think that you have to, the other thing too is figuring out where you want to go. So if it's acquisition, right, you want to talk about what do those opportunities look like? How does your manager play a role in that? The other thing is, does your firm play a role in that? There's a lot of our clients right now that are sitting down. We actually get a lot of calls this time of the year from advisors, RIAs, practitioners that sat down with their team and they're thinking about moving firms because they don't feel like the current firm is the right fit going forward and they want to explore those options. So you should be doing that. I'm not saying you you should leave your firm right this second. If you are interested, call us. You can call Dale, 856-316-4653 or you can call me at 4651. I beat you to the punch. Uh, But- you should be looking at the firm to make sure, just like you know, you're doing a annual reviews with your clients, you should be doing an annual review about your firm to make sure that you are at the right firm to service your clients. It's important. A lot of people just they think, well, I don't I shouldn't be looking at my firm because I don't want to I'm not leaving. I understand that, but you should still understand what you're getting. You should also be looking at your manager and how are they helping you, he or she helping you with your business. So yeah, I was thinking about this before too. So forget being an advisor for a second. As a, When you were a manager, what were some advisors doing that impressed you around that time? Or like, did you have really good interviews with them? What were the sort of things that were going on? Did, did you ever recognize one of them was interviewing you? Yes. So that's a great question. And I've had, I've run the gamut. I've had advisors that really didn't care. We'd meet, I'd have scheduled meetings and so we would meet and really just talk in generalities. They didn't really have a plan in place, didn't really care to have a plan in place. And that was fine. I'm not going to you know, make them. But I can tell you that I didn't pay as much attention to them during the course of the year because if they didn't feel like having a plan in place was important to them, then why should I spend all my time and effort in helping them grow their business if they didn't really care? On the flip side, I've had a couple of clients, advisors that were advisors of mine, really take it to another level. And not only did they have a plan in place, they had a whole presentation that they put together. Of course, they were asking me for money, but that's okay because they came prepared. Here's where they were. Here were their goals. Here's where they want to go. Here's how much it's going to cost. And hey, can you help us with that? And I can tell you that I had no problem doing that because I looked at it as an investment in them. They were willing to put, and they put some effort into, into their plan I mean, it was detailed to the month, to the month of the entire year, what they were going to do, when they were going to do it, why they were going to do it, what their expected results were going to be. It was great. That's exciting. And for me, as a manager, 
And this is sort of what advisors can take away from this. If if you go to a manager and ask somebody for ten or twenty or thirty thousand dollars in marketing money, and it's like, oh, I want to sponsor golf events, that's the worst thing to do. But if you go with specific plans about events and client seminars and different things, right, you're going to get a lot more buy-in because as a manager, I was able to hold them accountable to what was going on. Okay, because one of the agreements was we were going to meet each quarter and figure out of the things that they planned, what did they accomplish? Right. Meaning what events did they do? What did it cost? Was there more or less money you know, necessary? But for me, we treated each other as partners. And that was really something great. It takes a lot of work. And again, it's these things that it's going to take time out of your sort of, I don't say daily life, but out of your evenings or your weekends, because you should be doing this when it's quiet. So you can immerse yourself in, and get full buy-in right. personally right. to set these things up. Because you're going to have to, like you said, it's just, when you have these conversations, it's, it's just a different person you're, you're setting those measurables with. It's just, but you're doing the same thing. You're measuring yourself, and then you're having someone else keep Hold you accountable. Right. The other thing which you say buy-in, which is really important, and I would be remiss if I didn't mention this, is you should be reviewing all of this information with everybody on your team. If you have an intern, they should know what's going on so that everybody on your team knows what you accomplished last year, what were the weak points, right? What were the delayed winning opportunities, and where are you going with this thing next year? Which also includes, and we talked about this on a, on a previous episode, core values. If you don't have core values in your practice, this is when you should be rolling those things out. It takes time, so you, you better start doing that. But everybody should be on that page so that when you're working hard and you're trying to go after things and you're talking about our goals and all, they know what you're talking about, right? Otherwise, they're just sort of zombies, just sort of being reactive to stuff. You want your team, right down to the interns, to be proactive in helping you accomplish and hit your goals. And again, sounds controversial, but if you're, if you're of that ilk that it's December and I'm going to slow down... Don't expect to crush your goals. Oh, that was the other thing we talked about too, right? If you are hitting your goals, so let's pretend you're hitting your goals. You're awesome and you're hitting your goals. I would contend that your goals are too low. It wasn't a realistic goal. You should probably readjust your goal. You need not within probably, that moment. You need that you to hit, readjust your goals. If right? you crushed it, you're, yeah. Because what do you learn? Goal. When I used to coach youth football, and the kids would love like blowing out some team, and I used to say, guys, that's not any fun. You don't learn anything, right, from blowing out some team. You don't learn anything from setting goals too low, right? Your your business doesn't advance exponentially by setting goals too low. If you're if you're a solid producer and you've built a great business, be aggressive. So set set a high goal and then what and then what I call stretch goal. Set a stretch goal. Something that is like, man, we'll probably never hit that. But F it, let's put it in there and let's work towards it. So what's the worst scenario that happens? You don't hit that goal, you hit your high goal. That's still probably pretty good. This isn't an effort to look back and say to yourself, am I working to my maximum capacity? There are there things I can do? Are these goals unrealistic? And over a period of time, you're going to be able to say, wow, this is what I can really get accomplished in any given period of time. And you can project, you become a whole new So it's person. interesting because a lot of people have asked me what the hat is and what the symbol on the hat is. I'm part of a group called Arte Syndicate for all my brothers and sisters out there in the Arte. What's up, guys? Love you guys. We'll see you in Canada in a couple of weeks, uh, Whistler, Canada. But one of the things, so it's led by two gentlemen, Ed Milet 
and Andy Frisella. And one of the things that I've taken from them is the this idea of thinking bigger. And I think that's, that's a huge issue, especially within financial services. I don't think advisors think big enough, right? So we've, we'll talk to an advisor that has a great business and they're doing two or $3 million. And I'll ask them, well, where do you want to take this thing? And they're like, well, if we go from like three to six, that'd be awesome. That's not big enough. They should be thinking about hitting 10 or 20 or 15, you know, 15, 20 million dollars in revenue. Because if you're doing 3 million, getting to six is easy, right? You've already got the client base. You already are probably running in the same circles, right? You just work a little harder and before you know it, you'll hit 6 million, right? Even in a down market, I see successful advisors actually growing in down markets because they're the ones making active phone calls. They're the ones gathering more assets from the advisors that are sticking their heads in the sand. Those are those times. So I don't really think that's an excuse when advisors say that they're not growing because the markets are, are flat or whatever. But one of the things that I've really gotten from them is the, the sort of this art, the mental challenge of thinking bigger. And I f- just feel like advisors need to be really thinking on a massive scale. They'll get there. You'll get there if you think that big. But you can't get there if you don't have any plan. You can't get there just by a hope and a dream just wishing it to happen, you have to execute. You have to put the time in. You have to do things today. Andy Frisella says something today on his, on his IG, basically talking about working harder today than other people would, would want to work to have the things that they will never have. And you have to be doing that all the time. So Andy, if you're listening to this, thanks, man. I appreciated that. That's the truth, as he says. But that is the truth. If you're a financial advisor, don't look at the guy in your corner office and think, I want to be like him. You should be looking at it saying, I want to do double what that dude's doing, whatever the number is, and stretch for it. So anyway, with that said, sorry, I sort of ranted because this is a pretty passionate topic for me. I get very frustrated when people feel like they can slack off during the month of December. But thanks again. Don't forget to go to uh, iTunes, Spotify, wherever else. I don't know what other platforms they have. Go to the internet. Go to the internet, right? Go on the net, right? With <laughs> that movie, The Intern. Get your CD-ROM On the line. Go on the in. line. Yeah. <laughs> that was funny. Smash that like button. Leave us great comments on iTunes. Refer your friends to it. We don't ask for anything. We don't advertise on this show. We don't really have firms coming on here pitching their stories. So the only thing we ask for listeners is share our podcast for people, especially if you have friends that are are in a, in a world where they don't have any great leadership or guidance and or no manager. As a former manager, I try to bring t- some things to the table here that I used when I was when I was a manager and complex director. So we appreciate it. Have a happy holiday. I'll try to get at least one or two more of these out before the end of the year. Subscribe. Come back. Thanks a lot. We love everybody. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Financial Advisors Advisor Podcast with Frank LaRosa. If you're looking for more advice or solutions on any topics in the financial services industry, or you just want to subscribe to our podcast, head on over to EliteConsultingPartners.com slash podcast. Podcast.